Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hi, Effort of Community Church. It's great to be with you. Uh, during Advent, Rachel was giving me a hard time the other day. She's like, we're singing Christmas songs. We should be singing Advent songs. Uh, yes, I understand. So she was so excited. <laughs> a during... technicality, possibly. I yes. know. I know that's, that's how I felt. And in this last worship service, she like bumps me whenever we do an Advent song. She goes, this is an anticipation song. I'm like, wow, I didn't know we had to be into this so much. I yeah. love them all. I have to say I that. I can sing them all year round, but it's so great to be with you during Advent with expectation. We're going to chat about that in a bit, but one of the things uh, we've promised to chat about for uh, these weeks through the end of the year and maybe even to next year is a little bit about the use of words of knowledge in our community. It's so great to have Kevin here. And Kevin, I've noticed a recent uh, pivot in the last few weeks where we're receiving words of knowledge, not just unto healing. Yeah. Uh, emotional and physical, but um, even unto salvation. And so yep. it's been really, really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting journey to follow the Lord and to uh, do our best to respond and also then nurture those things that we begin seeing that come to the surface. And of course, we've been operating in words of knowledge for quite a long time and increasing words um, detail increasing accuracy, even to the point where we want to begin measuring that to see um, what adjustments that we can make, just doing our best to know the ways of the Lord and uh, how can we be most effective ministers of what he's given us. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, so we're very grateful for that increase, but it was actually the weekend that Randy Clark was here, mm-hmm. uh, which was the first weekend in November. I remember it well. And uh, you were at Lifeway Church on Saturday night and uh, you felt specifically, okay, this is a different kind of word of knowledge where it wasn't necessarily for healing or encounter, but it was unto salvation. And uh, you called out some very key things at that point that led to salvation. And when I saw that, or when you, you know, told a story about that, mm-hmm. um, I felt like, well, there's something that we need to begin to nurture. It's almost like God's given us a little bit That's of a right. clue, That's and you focus in on your attention, and you give it your attention, and you draw near and, um, and pursue the Lord That's for right. more of that. Can I decorate that with a little bit of the yeah. backstory? Um, Kevin's referring to an experience I had where I arrived at the Harvest Net Summit as oftentimes when you're one of the spiritual leaders of the community, you arrive um, looking to see how God wants to influence the people you're a part of stewarding. And, of course, you're available yourself, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, I just had two powerful moments of literally, I haven't been out in the Holy Spirit in, in a little while, but I was out twice that weekend, not even necessarily looking for it, just <laughs> responded politely yeah. to something the Lord was doing in the room, and before you know it, I was on the floor. But both both times before um, um, I... I, I I went out, um, the first time someone prayed for me, they touched my hands and they said, you'll see souls this year, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you know how the Lord is when he speaks to you, he uses your construct. So yep. for me, that's like something I've been praying about is evangelism right now in the post-Christian West. It's just something on my heart I always had before the Lord. And just to feel the Lord say, you'll, ha- you'll see souls this year, mm. it just... It just touched something to yes, me, and I'll I just take remember, that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Second one had to do with healing. And I think when you have those moments, you're so full of faith in the community of faith that as I was driving, I had left and pretty much was racing to the Saturday night services at Lifeway, and I was somewhere in Campbelltown. Matter of fact, I know really almost the exact spot in Campbelltown, and I was talking with the Lord, and I began to say, Lord, what's it mean for souls, right? Yep. What's it mean for souls? And I felt the Lord clearly say, I'm going to release words tonight for people to, yep. th- about their salvation. And all three of their services, 
Um, while I was in worship, I received a very clear picture of where someone was at in their struggle of coming to the Lord. Called all three out, and I think Jimmy said somewhere between ten and fifteen people came to know nice. Jesus. That, and I was that's awesome. And and they use a very particular <clears throat> um, approach at the end where they actually call it out. And if you were here two weeks ago, Jimmy used a similar approach where he just says, "Hey, we're just stopping here to raise hands because yeah. we we haven't done the raise hand stuff as often." Right. Um, and man, just to see how many people respond. As a matter of fact, one of the young men who came to know Jesus at that time just wrote me this week with some questions nice. about wow. life. All that to say, yeah. um, I was so in agreement when we came back, and then you you took hold of that as, hold a second, that resonates with something with me, that yep. another way God wants to release words of knowledge. And yep. we have seen it consistently. I can attest that, I think it was two weekends ago, word of knowledge was released, and someone responded to that, to salvation. Yep, um, exactly Just right. thrilled. Young man, mm. it was great. Anyway. Yeah, and same this past weekend, there was one of those as well, where one specific word of knowledge was, hey, you're trying to make plans for the future, but you're mm-hmm. doing the planning. And so when you look into the future, you just see a, a black, I mean, literally what I saw in my mind's eye, was a center block wall that had been painted black. Mm. And so that's how I communicated that was you're looking, but you're just seeing a black wall. You can't, you can't see into the future. And that's because you're planning without Jesus. Sure enough, Saturday night, someone responded. That's right. And that was their intention. Like, that's right. Plan with Jesus and it'll all come in order. Yeah. One and, other, uh, yeah. You know, if we could continue there, I don't want to cut that off. But. Well, even just even one other, I'll share one other specific word of knowledge. Uh, you know, for us that are serving on ministry team, I think Sunday afternoon and Monday is a little bit of a debrief where you think back through and like, oh, I prayed for that and this and almost trying to collect everything that occurred. Um, but I love when words are, not that I should qualify words at all, but when they're, when they're unusual and they are specific. Yeah. So one of those ones, I think it was from Saturday night, uh, in which the word was that, hey, uh, your marriage is doing okay as long as you mm-hmm. stay busy. That's right. But when, you, when things slow down, you recognize that there's actually cracks in the foundation. You know, Some things are just a little bit off. And so your answer to that is to stay busy. Mm-hmm. And um, the understanding was it was a generational like a, a generational pattern mm-hmm. that many generations had occurred. And so I prayed for a, a couple that had been married for about a year. And they would say that that's not definitive, uh, doesn't define like their own relationship, like they don't really feel that. But I think it was the husband's mother, like two days before, had said exactly this, almost word for word, yeah. what was spoken almost, from the front. Not bragging, but almost sharing like, hey, our marriage has made it because we just We just keep busy. busy. That's right. right. That's right. And uh, so they just were struck by the fact that, wow, if this is a generational thing and this was just spoken, God speaking to us about something he wants to heal before it even take roots in our, takes root in our marriage. Dude, that's beautiful. <laughs> it Love is. it. It is. Here, here's, so they're kind of up there kind of like, I'm not sure why we're here. Like, we don't have this issue, but I'm just responding to... You know, a conversation that I heard two days ago, yeah. it was neat. No, and uh, first of all, I'm just so thankful that the Lord's mindful toward us and meeting people like that. And I, I, I want to talk about one more thing that Kevin alluded to there. We're doing our very best as a community. I, I like to call it a quiet revival, meaning uh, <laughs> we're stewarding what the Lord's doing in our midst, and we're not doing a lot of trumpeting of it. If you tune into these podcasts, you just get to hear a little bit, not only what's going on, but behind the scenes. And one of the mm-hmm. things behind the scenes is, Kevin's right, we are beginning to track the words of knowledge. So the service pastor at the end of every weekend goes into a particular uh, d- digital format we have and types in yeah. every single one of the words of knowledge. And then our prayer teams, after they pray for people, if the people are willing to attach their name to it and let us share the testimony, 
They then go to another form and fill it out. So we have these two data sets, dare I use that word, yep. of us being able to track what the Lord's releasing <clears throat> and what is being responded to, and then even to be able to track if a healing or if a momentous um, uh, occasion took place in that. So we're able to begin to say, okay, what is the Lord doing in our midst? Is there anything consistent about it? Is mm -hmm. there anything that we can do to continue to increase the accuracy in what God's doing here? So it is, I just want to attest it. It's such a naturally supernatural way of following right. the Lord in this, and it's been really, really, I think, fruitful for us. Right. Yeah, yeah and uh, it helps us to know, like, what can we do better or different? Mm -hmm. And uh, Randy Clark would teach out of Exodus 33, where Moses says to the Lord, Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, mm -hmm. show me your ways. That's right. And so it's motivated by, like, show me your way. Like, what are we doing that we can correct and course correct? Let me see, how can we... How can we collect data so we can see specifically how the Lord's working and actually amp 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 amplify that? Mm -hmm. And so it's all based on God, show me how. That's right. And also, I'll just add this one little last thing on it. Where this also allows us to track which words weren't <clears throat> responded to and allow us to ask questions around that, right? Is that yeah. a word still in the future? Do we? Yeah. How do we keep continuing to pray into that? Because we believe if, remember here, if we believe that a word's been released, the faith is there to grab hold of to see that happen. Yep. It's one of the key things that makes us slightly different than what I would call a word of faith movement, which I think is more of a word of hope movement. Mm -hmm. um, 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 when we actually believe that if a word's been released, the Lord has sat the faith out there and yep. it's a legal document. I love your teaching on yep. this, that it's something to be grabbed hold of. So what happens when no one's grabbing hold of that? Yeah. Is there any, is it, is that on us that the word was off or is it, and if it is, let's, let's try to do our best to be able to track that. And if not, how do we encourage people to step forward and right. to actually see this happen? Right. I, I love that testimony last week. The woman whose healer, heel, shoulder was healed, she yeah. was healed as she was actually walking forward. Oh, yep. that, so that, in other words, the faith is in the room. She's walking into it, yep. right? And it doesn't take the prayer time at the end yeah. of it to make it happen. Anyway, any last thoughts on that before we talk a bit about this? Uh, just that it's a fun and exciting adventure to follow the Lord. So I invite you to join in, man. Let's That's go right. for it. <laughs> and as you know, we like to keep the edges of this wild, garden wild. And it's yep. really a wonderful, wonderful thing to yep. be a part of stewarding. Most of us are comfortable with that. Yep. And uh, we <laughs> hope you are increasingly as well. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about this series. Yeah. I found it great. <clears throat> in this All Things New series. In other words, it's uh, Rachel and I had a chance to share, Jimmy shared, you shared this mm -hmm. weekend, and of course Christmas Eve yeah. um, tops it off. And then as we walk into the season of prayer and fasting, which we'll talk about at the end, but I just want to say that I found it so wonderful that you decided to grab the heart of this out of the book of Revelation after what God yeah. did this. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Why that passage versus everything you can do with Luke, right? <laughs> yeah. um, there's a hundred yeah. ways to approach <clears throat> this thing through Luke's but, yeah, um, well, one thing about that is, well, there's a hundred ways to approach it, but I'm 30 years in ministry. Now. I know, so you did them all already. Between <laughs> Isaiah and Luke, you're like, yeah, okay, right. there's got to... Because it's one of those things when it comes to the Christmas season and even Easter, like the story's there in the Bible, like you're always looking, the revelation is so significant. Mm -hmm. Like how do you almost like bring a twist to it that, to awaken people's hearts mm -hmm. uh, towards it? So it's it's a challenge, but it's based on the, the concept, understanding of Advent. Yeah that um, we have to recognize where we're going. And it's so hard for us to think what it would live, be like to live in a Old Testament mindset where all the promises of Jesus, the Messiah's coming, he's gonna be born, he's of the line of David, like They're all there, those things, right? but it's so far in advance. Mm -hmm. And what would it be between Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and uh, the time of Christ, 600 years maybe, yeah. something like that? So you got to think like, man, they waited for what seemed like forever. And even back to Genesis 3.15, you know, three, you know, some would say it's actually closer to 4,000 years mm -hmm. that they waited. 
And we are not patient and wait. Mm-hmm. We're not good waiters. And just to, to posture before the Lord without giving up hope. That's right. So I wanted to almost recognize the tension that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, your story of like having a promise, but then feel like it lost and then mm-hmm. it's restored. And and uh, Jimmy, you know, with those promises of, of clinging to that, yep, unexpe- that's unmet expectations. Unmet expectations yeah. and how that can create significant offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like for me this past weekend preparing, you know, Abraham, if you would think about the, the statements, mm-hmm. promises made, Abraham, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. And that was a personal interaction with God. I mean, God, you know, made the sacrifice himself. Like, what was that experience like? And he died with eight children. Eight children. And one child. And, you know, it's kind of funny. And only two at his graveside, right? Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. The yeah. others had been sent off, right? Just, exactly. And even yeah. going back to, you know, God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. So then he has a child with his handmaiden or her, Sarah's handmaiden. It, God has to come back and clarify. You know, he says, no, actually what I meant was you and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, man, to hang on to those things and recognize that to carry things by faith just so much honors God, mm-hmm. um, whether we see it or not. Yeah, and that's, that's something I, that I tried to end with on my message too, was that there's a certain form of worship when you oh, give God your faith and your trust that he's so worthy of, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now, that's not to say that there's not struggle, there's not ambiguity, there's not confusion in the midst of that sometimes. But, oh, my word, when we can actually say, like, Job, okay, you could slave me, and I think I'm still going to trust you. Oh, my. Uh, may yes. it never come to that level. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but, <clears throat> but the reality is it's, it's worship, and I hope the Lord has been receiving um, this as worship. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, sure he, I'm sure the Lord has, but just what a privilege it is to show trust yep. to the Lord in the midst of these things. And that brings us to the all things new. We decided to use the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. and, and, and partly because um, it, how many times the book of Revelation goes back to this lamb that was slain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scene keeps going back to it. It keeps going back. So there is a certain kind of, in the midst of suffering, something powerful coming out the other side, right? Yep. In the midst of challenges and difficulties, something transformative happens on the other side. So for, for us to decide to launch off of, I am making all, all things, things new. new. Man, Man it, it's, it's what I want to be a part of, and it, <clears throat> and it sets us up perfectly as we're heading into the new year too. But I just want to say, Thanks for the vision of what we're trying to do mm. with that particular passage. Yeah, and also going back, um, so it's a culmination of the year. Yeah. And so you look back over our shoulder and we see 2022, and I was stunned by what God did through the book of Revelation, even just in the reading of the book of Revelation. So people, fearful future, where's this all going? What's going to happen? Okay, now it's all in context in the hope of the person of Jesus Christ. Right. And so... Honoring, going to Revelation 21.5, Behold, I am making all things new, was a way of honoring what God has done this past year, mm-hmm. which recognizing like this is, this is as sure as Jesus being born in Bethlehem, yeah. exactly the way the prophet said it would happen. And in the same way, you can have that level of confidence of where this is going. That's right. Jesus, God, the, on the throne. I am making all things new. That's right. And I think what I loved about this weekend was you highlighting, hold on a second, we're not the only ones waiting. I mean, <laughs> that was Jesus, an incredible thought. For no, me, yeah, no, yeah. that one opened up for me. I'm like, man, why? Of course, I knew that, but yet you reawoken my imagination to the fact that even Jesus is allowing certain things 
to be an unmet hope and yeah. an expectation mm. so as to encounter something even deeper and more beautiful, right? So that I'm, sh- I'm sure the Lord would love to partake in resurrection life that he released in the way yep. he did. Yeah. But he has actually said, hey, there is a certain aspect of this. I will wait till we're together to yeah. fully celebrate. You know, it, 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 it's him welcoming us to a celebration. And man, that... That kind of buckles you down to be with it long term, right? <laughs> yeah. To say, you know what? If the Lord, the Lord's self is holding, you know, this is the sovereign Lord of the universe sitting at yeah. the right hand of God the Father. All these enemies are His footstool, and He goes, "Oh, but I'm still going to hold back on something." Oh my goodness! Until we can have it together, man, it, it gives me. me staying power in the midst. Yeah. Of it, right? So you think Jesus? Okay, He's passed it. You know, He's got the keys of death and Hades. He's been resurrected. He's in the. No, he's seated on, on, on the throne, just go on and on. And then he says, but I'm waiting for you. Like, I'm, I'm holding off. Like, I have a level of anticipation for the future yeah. with us. Yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed by I'm that. Like, I do, <laughs> me too. Now, again, back to my deep concern that uh, we'll, we might be doing communion there at Wedding Supper of the Land, but just hopefully not casseroles. That's just, I just want to make sure I say that yet again in yeah. my podcast career. We'll all be healed. We won't need gluten-free bread. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Trust me. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, that was great to do communion together. But I want to jump looking forward here. You know, we have yeah. the Christmas Eve services come up, and then we're heading into the, the fast. We've released our 21-day yeah. prayer and fasting booklet. Um, um, anything you want to say to set us up? Yeah, looking forward to the to the, uh, what the team has put together for our Christmas Eve service is going to be a great mm-hmm. celebration. Um, it's going to be a congregational and community celebration. Mm-hmm. So we will watch some things come from the platform, but ultimately we are doing this together. Yeah. And I love what they've put together. It's going to be a great time to celebrate the Lord. Of course, heading into the following week, which if you uh, tune into the podcast regularly, you'll be getting some things electronically about the Jesus rallies with more specifics and even when it comes to the season of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking forward to the Jesus rallies the following week and some evangelistic training with that. And then stepping into our season of prayer and fasting. And again, it's not just simply about those three weeks, but I feel like those three weeks are actually setting the tone for the entire year. Mm -hmm. Christ formed in us. And then Christ represented by us to the world around us. Um, if we can just get that done in 2023, oh goodness, I'm retiring. You know, the, I, I love that. <laughs> I love that the booklet has a fingerprint on it. I, yep. I and and as many of us know, there's a word of knowledge released over our community that I will put my name upon yep. you, and that is what I'm praying that's into. The identity. Like, that's the you give me that identity, all the sub identities get rightly yep. ordered. Yep, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks for your stewardship and that. Hey, Christmas Eve services, 23rd, 24th at 5 and 7. No sign-up needed this year. There's going to be room for everyone. We ask you to invite a friend. It is going to be one of those services that no matter what a friend's or a neighbor's background is, they're going to be able to find some resonance with what's going on. So don't hesitate to invite some friends to what's going on and get ready to eat 900 dozen (laughs) cookies. Well, I'm eating a bunch of those, so they'll be gone before you get here. Yeah, we hope you have a great week leading up to Christmas Eve. We hope to see you here. Yep. Bless you. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Community